All right, we're back for more Baldi's Deliberations. Uh, this is going to be a big one. Best actor, male and female. Uh, as we mentioned last year, uh, one day, maybe we'll have to have two separate categories. But right now, we've got we've got some serious uh, edge problems on this screen. Edge so. problems? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, uh, chopping some shit Well, off, what it is is American Crime Story has a serious too-long-fucking-title problem. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's get into this. Um, Bob Odenkirk... Uh, where do we even start with this? I, I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to tell people where our list is at right now because it's a big field. Uh, Better okay. Call Saul class is Bob Odenkirk, of course, is Jimmy Slippin' McGill, uh, Jonathan Banks as Mike the Man Trout, Ermin Trout from Better Call Saul, Michael McKean as uh, uh, Jimmy's shitty brother Charles McGill. Uh, then we got the American Crime Story class. Sterling K. Brown as Christopher Darden. Courtney B. Vance as Johnny Cochran. Johnny Travolta as Robert Shapiro. Just a note, I feel like they're going to be handicapped because at the end of the day, it's going to be like, yep, they were a pretty good Robert Shapiro, mm-hmm. which is not as impressive as just creating your own character, at least by my lights. Sure. Uh, then we got the Mr. Robot, Remy Malik as Elliot Anderson. Uh, Daredevil, rep- representing Daredevil is John Bernthal as Frank the Punisher Castle. Uh, in Game of Thrones, we have Kit Harrington as Jon Snow. Then we got the Westworld class with Jeffrey Wright as uh, Dr. Bernard Lowe, uh, Anthony Hopkins as Dr. Robert Ford, and Ed Harris as the Man in Black. Mm-hmm. Lee Pace is representing Halt and Catch Fire as Joe McMillan, uh, Wagner Mora as Pablo Escobar from Narcos, Pedro Pedro Pes- Pascal as Javier Pena from Narcos. Then we got a large Stranger Things class, uh, David Harbour as Chief Hopper, Caleb McLaughlin, uh, Finn Wolfhard, Gatton Matazar, Matarazzo, and Noah Schnapp as <laughs> Lucas, Mike, Dustin, and Will from for the little boys from Stranger Things. Yeah, Donald Glover as Ernest Earnmarks from Atlanta, and Jay uh, Elias, maybe it's Ellis Elias as Wa- uh, Lawrence Walker, who is my favorite of Issa's boyfriends from Insecure. Whew, that's a big list. And the favorite of her boyfriends. Oh, boy. That sounds like an interesting show. It is an interesting show. Uh, so, having said all that, we have to start weaning this thing down. And I don't know exactly how to do it. For example, should... I mean, I kind of want to just... Is any, I kind of want to start cutting people. Like, cut the ones you just that aren't going to Because I almost want to go to Anthony Hopkins and say, is anyone from Westworld better than Anthony Hopkins? No. Put him at the top. Yeah, but I know there's stuff on here that's not going to make it. Like, um, you know, John Travolta, good good performance as Robert Shapiro. But like you said, he's Robert Shapiro. And I, I don't know how accurate it is. Like, I couldn't even judge that, honestly. Uh-huh. I just know that John he's Travolta an played an interesting character. Sure, sure. And, and, and who thought you'd say that in 2016? Right, right. John Travolta is kind of a, a laugher for me. but uh, So, Courtney B. Vance as Johnny Cochran, I thought, was a much stronger character. Yeah. Because he's just he was a much stronger character on the show. I mean, literally. Mm-hmm. He, he pretty much uh, had his way with Robert Shapiro. Uh-huh. And he had a lot of depth and interest where John, I mean, Robert Shapiro always just felt like he was in it for the fame and the money. Mm-hmm. And also there was this weird plot where he also was fighting for the soul of L.A. because he thought if, you know, they, they got O.G. off scot-free that it would tear the city apart. So he's also uh, he had that aspect to him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, and then also Sterling K. Brown is Christopher Darden, who is a bit – I mean, he has a very quiet, restrained, restrained performance, but it's one of those still waters run deep deal yeah. where it's like, you know, when you finally did piss him off or when he finally did have enough, uh, you, got, you got to see a little bit. Yeah, there were a couple courtroom scenes with him that, you know – it really, yeah. really did it for me. Right. Uh, some some righteous anger, I guess. Yeah, so I would say either him or Courtney mm-hmm. would be the standouts. But my question is, are any of them going to stand out enough to... Well, I wonder, should we... I mean, Should we put the, the, this into is, a numbered list? So, so, so can, let me ask you this: Is uh, does any? Of, I, I kind of feel like one of those might have top five because that's what we're really caring about, right? Top five potential. Top five. Okay. Well, I, I was going to say, yeah, if we number all these, we might get an idea of how many there are because it looks like there's maybe twenty. Okay. Uh, Do it. Whoop! Google makes whoop. it easy. Boom. Okay. So uh, scrolling so down yeah, here, we got twenty-two actors, uh, male which, actors. Yeah, I mean a top five. Is it's, fairly limiting. Are, um, are we going but, to s- with Brown or Vance? Fuck. I kind of want to go with Vance. I think you're right. He certainly had more to do. Like, there, there was more of a focus on him than there was on the uh, right. Christopher Darden. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it was a bigger job. They both did excellent. But. Also, props for Johnny Cochran's... Uh, Law firm. I know he's since moved on, but his law firm, at least on my market, did heavy advertising <laughs> during the OJ trial. Like that's the perfect blend of shameless and brilliant that I think defines the Johnny Cochran experience. Right. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna elevate Courtney B. Vance as Johnny Cochran. What do you think? Uh, leave everybody yeah. else. Leave, leave everybody else in 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 the the dust. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna throw him up number one because why not? Oh shit. How about this? I'm going to say we should probably drop everybody who was in shows that we didn't both watch near the bottom. Okay. Because it's a much harder argument. All right. Make. Well, then that means... Uh, in Lee something Pace. like a comedy, obviously we we don't do that, but that's because... Lee, Lee, Lee Pace and Halt and Catch Fire is going to be suffer from that rule. Uh, nope. Jay Elias is already down there. Narcos. Uh, oh, yeah, the Narcos. I didn't see season two of that. I saw season Which, one. Which, I mean... I think I think Pedro Pascal took a big a little bit of a step forward, but, you know, uh, Pablo was and still Pablo. And we gave Wagner Mora uh, high praise last year. And he deserves well. it. Yeah. He's really magnetic um, as as, uh, as as Pablo Escobar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay, so those are all. I think that's kind of everything. Bottom. Oh is yeah, there, and, is there anybody you want to like Ernst talk Marks. about? Man, I mean Donald. That's the only problem with that is that Donald Glover. I don't even is I don't know that he's even that good because he plays this character as kind of like you know with a pretty flat effect. Like he's definitely not the Donald Glover you saw in Community. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely not the Donald Glover you're going to see as fucking Lando Calrissian coming <laughs> I up. I hope not. If he's a flat um, effect, it's yeah. more of like this guy did all the writing and direction and show running on this, and he's super young and super talented. And what the hell is he going to end up doing? Um, okay. So I, but but I I don't know if he if he deserves a top five in the acting department. Okay. I mean, I like I said, we both haven't seen it. It's a real hard argument given all the other stuff on here uh, that we both have okay. seen. And you know, in it, like I said, in a category like comedy, where 
you've seen a a, a, right. a shitload more than I have. Uh, it makes sense to kind of say, let's throw that rule out for now. But, you know, this, the Baldies are about bald move mm-hmm. and the stuff we've seen. So, yeah. All right. So I'm fi- fine with that. So suggestion. What if we pick our favorite boy from Stranger Things? Unless you're going to say <laughs> David rep- Harbour as Chief Hopper is better than those kids. I don't think so. So um, I, my favorite's Lucas. I thought okay. he was the mo- the one. Which one is Lucas? He he is um, the kid that ultimately isn't he the one that ultimately does the slingshot. He just seemed like the one that had all the plans. I'm trying to find a way to say he's not the black kid, but he's oh, the black okay. kid. Oh, okay. Well, See? you can describe his physical appearance. <laughs> I think that's all right. Uh, uh, can I? Can yes, I? He's got yes. short dark hair. Um, like I, yeah, he has the he, darkest he's not skin missing of them all. Teeth. Would you say that? He's yes, he's got the dark. Okay. But he's he's the one. I felt like he was the bravest. He was the one that had the most level head. He's the one that kind of like was the emotional center of the group. Uh, he he slang mm. a mean a mean sling, slingshot. See, I like the the chubby kid, the one with the best. Teeth? Yeah, uh, Dustin is that his name? Uh, I believe so. I think it's Dustin. Uh, yeah. I, I like Dustin the best. All right, well, so let's lift both of those guys but, but, up and then duke it I out. I mean, at the end. to talk about them, like the amazing thing about Stranger Things in my mind is that. All of those kids just nailed the kid performance. No, like, it's it's some of the is... best kid acting I've seen ever. Yeah. And, yeah. and they have to carry whole scenes and they don't have an adult. Like, it's not like, you know, we always talk about Karen uh, Ship- Shipley from um, Mad Men. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's really good, but she's also got John Hamm and Robert or, and, and, and Slattery and et cetera yeah. kind of there to, to, to help her out. Where these kids are just, they're sitting in like a basement and they're outside and they're dealing as weirdo science experiment girl and what that does to their dynamic. And I just felt like they killed it all. Yeah. They, they felt as authentic as they possibly could. Right. Uh, and that's a tough thing. I mean, you, you've seen kids not pull that off. And when right. it doesn't work, it really doesn't and work. And this, this thing, this this whole show kind of lives and falls by them yeah. making it work. Yeah. They're so, a huge part of the show. Pretty good stuff. Um, so I, I kind of feel like we elevate both of our favorites and then see how they do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before we the like, top, I guess. get into a death match between whether we go toothless or... Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, slingshot. Uh-huh. All right, so I'm gonna put him, slant them right under. Okay, are they better than Courtney B. Vance? I kind of feel like the degree of difficulty is higher. <sighs> oh man, Johnny Cochran's such a character at times, right? Like, All right, let's leave that. Let's let's, let's leave that th- tough. for later. Then okay. I'm, I'm gonna slant. It that means nothing. Yeah, let's to get a rough okay. order here. All right. Uh, so that takes What's care of uh, Stranger Things. All right, here's the thing. Westworld. A lot of these people are Jeffrey going to the Wright, top. Anthony Hopkins, Ed Harris. Of those three, I think Jeffrey Wright and Anthony Hopkins stand out. I think Ed Harris it's, it's he's, too flat. Um, he's real good. Yeah, it's not his fault. You don't, you don't see a lot of truly villainous Ed Harris performances. That's true. Um, and he, and is he is scary. Menacing and wry and powerful and all those things, but he's not fucking Anthony Hopkins, uh, yeah, which is a real problem in this category. Focus. And also Jeffrey Wright was re like like Jeff I mean, I can't even talk about his performance without spoiling one of the best shows on television. But he yeah. plays a lot uh, a role that requires a lot of nuance and uh, a, a lot of a lot of stretch, and he yeah. does it just effortlessly. 
and he and he's been quietly like building like I really liked his Doctor Narcissi mm-hmm. in um, Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire. Yep. And this is a completely different character, but he still brings that kind of uh, his fierceness and intelligence right. uh, to that role, and he's just real good. And yeah, Anthony I think- Hopkins is. <laughs> he's Anthony Hopkins. So. Yeah, and, this is and almost he has you got a fucking ringer in here. Right. Classically I mean, trained he's one of the finest actors actor. ever. Like, he's just yeah, what period, full stop. But he's also given a really interesting character that that also goes through a a fair bit of change and yeah. just like part of the fascination of Westworld is trying to figure out just what the fuck is he up to? Yeah. And what is his what is he trying to do? And he he plays he rides that line so masterfully that you never can quite tell where he's at until the show just explicitly wants you to know yeah and i think and then that's a, a strength not a weakness and then there's a there's a time or two after that where they they change it again all right so, so I'm, I'm gonna I would say ed. like ed harris would belong almost in like a supporting role yeah like a which, best which we don't do yeah we don't do the supporting ones because there's just too many i mean we'll see how this thing evolves but uh so i'm gonna put jeffrey and anthony Jeff and Tony right there beneath the kids because, again, this disorder doesn't mean anything. Uh, all right. So Kit Arrington as John. Like, Funny thing is I would almost say the same about the two, like Lucas and Dustin from uh, Stranger Things, that they're almost supporting characters because, like, the main one is Mike, right? Like, he's – Is it Mike or Will? I thought I, Will was the well, one. Well, I think that... Will is the one who disappears, right? Oh, is it? Maybe I, I couldn't tell you, but the one whose family is like the center of of all of this, right? Okay. Like, you know, you've got the kid who disappeared, the one that has a relationship with is one of Ryder's family, but then yeah, seven, eleven, eleven <laughs> with forty six. Uh, yeah, yeah. The I, I feel like those two are the leads of all the kids, uh-huh. and these other kids are almost like supporting roles, but they have so much screen time and so and much I, I interaction. Think they're with their, they're I prefer. I don't know. I, I. It's hard to say you prefer a performance with all these guys because they seem to be like. And, and we argued about putting uh, putting them up as a unit, right? But that's like. I mean, and we could have. I mean, this is our fucking award show. We could do whatever we want. I don't uh-huh. know why we didn't, honestly, because I, as a as a, it almost seems unfair to not evaluate them in those terms. Yeah, I I don't know that we decided not to. I just wanted to include all of their names here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, so we when might it, do them when as it comes the time, kids from Stranger Things. When it comes time to the community vote, like that's just insufferably splitting the vote. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So, like, they're they're never going to win because we you're 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 pitting everybody against each other, and also they're running mm-hmm. against the uh, Anthony Hopkins buzzsaw <laughs> uh okay kit here i don't even really want to talk about kit like i struggled That's to pick Snow. out the best the guy and he did a lot and he took a step forward from you know he did more than his glower and in, in a season where they kind of poke fun at the fact that he's done nothing but glower um but i don't even think it's worth elevating him because he ain't gonna make it he ain't gonna make the top five yeah i can already tell and we talked about like we have a putting... top we have a top five in which he is not already better than right so and we talked about putting peter dinklage in this category but he just didn't have enough he had he had a he had a couple really good scenes but right. it wasn't a big peter dinklage season and it's more peter dinklage frankly like at some point the saturation of this really good actor becomes I mean, a, a negative right? i want to talk like, about this reward award show and because i feel like it's so much bullshit when people are like well you can't make lebron james mvp again because 
you could just make him MVP every. Well, then make him MVP every year, or mm-hmm. like you can't give you know. Uh, the, you see the argument that like with when in the heyday of Breaking Bad that you just couldn't give um, uh, Brian Cranston you know th- it's going to work against him because he's won so many I'm like that's horseshit like you're the best or you're not you know like what is this right but but people become accustomed to the performance and then that's when they true. deliver the same performance again like the same quality of performance they have to almost take it to the next level it's, it's like, like heroin you can't just right what you know, what do you do. what do you do to stand out from your old performances (laughs) and you know peter dinklage as good as he is just didn't have moments that really elevated it yet again because how can you agree whereas somebody like anthony hopkins comes on the screen they haven't been doing tv for a very long time uh I i think you know that shakes things up yep okay so Nobody can get, so Game of Thrones can just sit and spin down there. Yeah. Uh, okay, that moves us to John Bernthal as Frank the Punisher Castle. I think the best thing that came out of the Daredevil season, not that the mm-hmm. Daredevil season was bad, but he was kind of amazing uh, as as uh, the Punisher to the extent that a lot of people are already crying for a miniseries or a spinoff of his own. They're doing it. However, oh, are they? Yeah, the Punisher is coming out this year. Oh, cool. All right. Um, well, I hope they take. I hope they don't fuck around with that mm-hmm. because if I hear that's going to be a twelve episode season, I'm going to be like, Ugh. how many people can you snipe in twelve episodes? We'll find out. <laughs> uh, but again, my same problem. Like John Barenthal is not going to be. He's not better than Courtney B. Vance or Caleb Bergatton or Jeffrey Wright or Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, maybe maybe we need to start thinking about this with an eye for a top ten. Are any of the, are are is Ed is any of Ed Harris, John Bernthal, or Remy Malik better than Ben? Are they better than any, the Are they better than the Better Call Saul? Well, first of all, let's let's go to Better Call Saul because okay. that's the only thing else we got to consider. Yeah, is Bob Odenkirk, Jonathan Banks, or Michael McKean better than the top five of the 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 present male actors we have? That just just broke down. Um, maybe. Which one are you going? Because you can't like Better I. Than the kids, perhaps. I don't know. The kids are. It's a tough thing to do. It's just. And who would you elevate? I guess uh, that's also a very. I good guess question. Odenkirk because, I mean, it was a pretty good Mike year. He had all, that whole plot where you know I remember he's like doing things with garden hose with his granddaughter then you're like what the hell is going on and how is he going to do this thing where he clearly wants to you know somehow get out of this thing square that he's found himself into but he wants to do it by his own rules and not mm-hmm. get sucked in any deeper and 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 we we also have the knowing where he individually get, or in in ends up with in the breaking bad universe and that was all very interesting and you know Jonathan Banks is great but it's not better than what Jeffrey Wright and Anthony Hopkins is doing on Westworld. Right. Arguably better. I mean, arguably better than Courtney B. Vance as Johnny Cochran. Yeah, I I mean, I... I guess Bob Odenkirk's the only one of those that has a shot. No love for Michael McKean, huh? 
I don't know. I just don't like that character. And as and like there's you can get to so bad that I hate you and that's amazing and I'll give you credit for that. But it's that I mean, that's my bias is if I just detest you as a character. Uh I think like of the presences in that show, I feel like Michael McKean has the biggest. Like and I don't mean like screen time, I mean just as an entity on that show, he feels the most powerful and impressive. Um, with the way that he's, you know, uh, of course the character himself is a powerful lawyer, but he's able to, to kind of, you know, oscillate between being very vulnerable and, and very like, you know, frightened and, and worried and weak, um, with this like powerful lawyer persona and, and the power play he has over his brother. I feel like he really works those two sides yeah, extremely well, and Bob Odenkirk does the same thing, kind of from a different and counterpoint. Bob Odenkirk also gets to be funny, right? He gets like to be this was the, the year funny, this, charismatic guy, and then he gets to be the guy who's trying to defeat his brother or trying to even prove something. Yeah, to his like brother. defeat is the wrong word. Um, also, is the, this is the year of the squat cobbler, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. La- <laughs> year one was scene. the Chicago sunroof. Uh-huh. This is the year of the squat co- cobbler. Uh, there's a lot of things where he was trying to be. Some of the stuff that Bob Odenkirk was doing to be funny didn't land for me, mm-hmm. uh, but some of it was was real good. Like his attempts to, I thought his attempts to film his commercial, yeah, uh, was was the, the appeals to older folks was uh-huh. really impressive. That stuff was all good. Yeah, getting the uh, the vet out there by the plane mm-hmm. and all like the <laughs> machinations he went through to get. To arrange right, that and, and and running a scam on the elementary school so you get a flagpole shot. The, right. That's the thing is like some of the stuff was epic. Like you know mm-hmm. the shot of the bomber is like okay, but did like the links he went just to get a flagpole shot? Yeah, like yeah, I mean flagpoles are probably in Albuquerque. What do you got to run some scam on an elementary school? But right. some of it didn't work. Like in particular, I think you thought this was funnier than I did. But a lot of the pranks he was pulling in office when he was going through is I'm deliberately trying to get fired. Mm. So that they can breach the contract um, right. thing, I I don't know. Maybe it would be funnier, but I thought the situation itself was pathetic. Like, you know, these are good people that that did everything for him, and he's shitting on them just because he's having some kind of personal. Cr- I don't know. I, yeah. and, and that's the thing. Like, I I can't separate that. But I guess the fact that he's just as good at the Michael McKean stuff, and he's also funny, makes me think that he's and he's also leading the show. Makes me think. Uh, he just doesn't play – he doesn't have cause to play very vulnerable usually. I mean, sometimes with Kim he is. Um, I think sometimes with his brother. Like, that's when he's That was kind more of like a, season one, though, because well, they had – Well, but remember the time okay, when he the, went into the, the – co- like, yeah. like, when he went to the copy – Yep, at the end of it. Sure. Uh, yeah. When his brother collapses, I'm yeah. Tr- yeah, I'm trying not to – like I said, I'm, I'm – I, well, I, I mean, hope to make the ball these. There's no way. I know, but I try like the, – the, as the respect of what we're talking about increases, I do try to to be a little bit extra on guard. But I, Bah, if you're watching Deliberations, you're going to get all the spoilers. Well, Too okay. bad. Okay. <laughs> like, that's what the main podcast is for. If you want to know – if you want to know who won and who lost – Go listen to that. Fine. Anthony Hopkins is a robot. Are you happy? <laughs> so is Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, um, so that's what I'll do. I'll just throw chaff. Every time you throw a spoiler, I'll, I'll yeah. do it. I'll, I'll run the opposite direction to cloak it. There you go. Um, okay. So point blank period. 
uh, out of those three, who's the best? Gun to your head. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Plastic halo, mega block gun to your head. Point it right at you. Michael McKean. Oh, God damn it. I know. I was hoping we would agree. <laughs> I know. Do, do you think any of them are stronger than the top five here? I think there's an argument to be made for Courtney B. Vance and the kids. So yeah, I guess we should I elevate those two. God damn it. Okay. Up. And maybe yeah. one of them. I mean, like, I'm, I don't. I'm super borderline on the Michael McKean. And if you feel pretty strongly about Bob Odenkirk, I, I could go with that. <laughs> That's no, the problem. No, you don't. Like, Okay. Well, I mean, Bob Odenkirk's already there, so I just need to put Michael McKean over Jonathan Banks, and we're good right. to go. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So that's cool. Um, and then we're not going to try to fight for Remy Malik as Elliot Anderson. Uh, man, I mean, look, look, look. Know, wait, 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 wait. It sucks that this season was bad because that taints my view of it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't for this particular award, you can't be like, well, Mr. Robot season two is disappointing. Therefore, Remy Malik sucked because I think he obviously was you can't better than C- Do you think he was better in season one and season two? Like, honestly, so season two, half of it, he's in prison. <laughs> the other half of it, he's trying to figure out if he's insane. <laughs> There was, I feel like that there's one like or in the he's first episode or two Tyrell. where he was laughing, which I thought found the most unnerving thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't season know. Season one had that really great episode where he was hallucinating, right? Like that drug trip, and that allowed him a lot more. And this had the really great latitude. Full House kind of crossover episode, right. but he was, but he didn't really change in that. He was just kind of befuddled by it. Yeah, it's true. He was the um, he was the center that everything else whirled around. Wasn't there a moment where he got really happy? Oh yeah, that, when he was he, and he, it, he he did like Ritalin trip right or Adderall. When yeah, he used Adderall he to was, stay up for like six straight days at one point, and that like yeah. sequence was pretty good. Yeah. But I mean, there's a, there's an artificiality of this performance which is intentional. Right. But I kind of right. I, I mean, it, here's the thing: I don't have a lot to compare it against, like. I don't know the range of this guy, and uh-huh. if this is all this guy can do, then it's not a great performance in my mind. Uh-huh. It's just him being him. If if he is much more charismatic and you know animated and stuff in a lot of his other performances, then this is a bigger feat. Well, sometimes when he plays like his more Mister Robot role, he is. So I don't. I feel like he's, you know, he's already kind of containing multitudes. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels it feels a shame to not. And I kind of feel like he's better than Courtney B. Vance as Johnny Cochran. It's just that well, I mean, Johnny, Johnny Cochran Co- is in a more interesting, entertaining show. Right. And he was playing a character that's more conventional. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's a guy. That feels like that guy should feel. And I don't know if it's fair to, to, to penalize poor Remy for that. Right. Johnny Cochran also is a template for Courtney B. Vance to work sure. within, which right. makes it that's, easier. That's, yeah. It, I mean, it goes both ways. Because, you know, when you're you're playing a famous person, the pressure to actually be that person, you know, people can actually, like, well, you, you know, you might have been a good performance, but you weren't Johnny Cash, or you weren't Johnny Cochran, or you weren't Johnny Five, so fuck off. Uh, <laughs> Courtney B. Vance as Johnny Five would be pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, Just paints himself silver. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was thinking of like, what if that um, shit? I can't remember that robot movie, the South African robot movie. Uh, oh, Chappie! Chappie! Yeah. What if Chappie Chappie played Johnny Five <laughs> in the tell-all story with Steve Gutenberg? Wow. Uh, anyway, I I don't know. Like I said, I, I I feel like that it's certainly not fair to leave him at eleven. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna elevate him. I, I would I'm put gonna... him above like even a Jonathan Banks, honestly. Okay, so I'm gonna put him. I'm gonna put him at the number one because that's clearly insane. But that'll we'll not forget to recategorize that. Okay. Um, okay, so I think. I mean, like I said, I don't really give like um if if do we want to go top ten or top five? Top five. Yeah, I just don't think there's enough people to make a top ten. All then, right, then half of them get in. So let's seems... get tough. Um, yeah. I I just I I don't want to fuck around. Um, I want to put Jeffrey Wright and Anthony Hopkins at the top of the list. Now maybe yep. Jeffrey will fall a little bit, but if Je- Jeffrey's gonna fall, Jeffrey. I mean, Anthony Hopkins just if Anthony I, I just and, and it's almost, like I said it's, it's almost not fair because it's like the perfect. It's like when someone cast him as Hannibal Lecter, like right. Fuck off. Right. Like, everybody else, just go fuck off. Here are all the Oscars. We're not even going to hold a ceremony this year. Right. So I think he was the best, most interesting character and performance of the year. Yeah. Oh, easily. I mean, Jeffrey – well, I won't say easily. Jeffrey Wright as Bernard is also way up there. But sure. Anthony Hopkins, head and shoulders. I mean, and the other thing about the Westworld also, it's like it's got a lot of things running for it, you know? Like the fact that we just got done watching it, and um, it's fresh in our mind. But even without, like, I feel like if this had come out in February, I would Mm -hmm. still remember Dr. Ford's character. Oh, yeah. And how just relentlessly interesting he was. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, Remy Malek obviously is not going to get over those two. Uh, so let's go to Courtney B. Vance. Is Courtney B. Vance better than Remy Malik as Johnny Cochran? I say no. What do you? What say you? I do feel like the the argument is strong to say he's playing a a real person, and that's inherently easier, I think, than playing than than making this character up. Mm-hmm. And I know you're working off a script, but you have to make up the the look and feel and. Mm-hmm. You know, intonation and everything about the voice, and with Johnny Cochran, you're essentially it's a it's a really good copy of a thing. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I feel like he is better. Remy, yeah, okay. Uh, so let's talk about the kids and Stranger Things. Uh, I kind of want to put them above Remy. I do too. All right. Are we going to decide which? Uh, let's let's. Uh... <laughs> Put that fight off. Yeah. Okay, now are they better than Jeffrey Wright? No. Okay. <coughs> Let me choke for a minute. Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Is he is is he better than Courtney B. Vance? This is interesting. Because, I mean, this season, he's essentially playing a copy of a character. <laughs> or a prototypical character, right? Like... As as Saul Goodman, yeah, I mean he knows what he's got to do, but I guess it's getting there. Getting there is super interesting. Um, I don't know, man. I mean the line that Bob Odenkirk is walking between person who wants to do good, uh, person who has desires, and Saul Goodman. Mm-hmm. 
is pretty solid. Uh, also, I kind of give him a little props for the fact that this season, essentially, going into last season, I thought this was going to be the fall. And right. they pulled out of that steep dive, avoided the smacking to the mountainside, and it was able to get another season of will he, won't he, turn into Saul Goodman. In a believable is, way. In a, yeah, in yeah, a way in that a, like you went from a guy, this guy starts the season lounging by the pool, like checked out and is ready to go full, bl- and they, they somehow bring him back. Right. Um, man. Ah, fuck. It sucks because I like Bob Odenkirk so much. I do too. And I like that character. That character is so much fun when he's fun. Whereas Johnny Cochran, you know, I have no I have no real opinions of Johnny Cochran outside of what I've seen on this show. Mm-hmm. Um and Johnny Cochran the character Johnny Cochran as a TV character is not as fun as Bob Odenkirk. Um, Let me to do some he cool might be stuff. as complex. Like I said, there's I would a, guess. like I definitely saw like the civic side of him. That scene uh-huh. where he gets pulled over with his daughters in the back right. was like blistering. Yeah. Um and him dealing with his wife when these allegations of his, you know, sexual mm-hmm. misconduct, like that shit was real, man. Yeah. And him dealing with uh John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, the, that whole that whole thing, right? The shit show that is the face, the eyebrows, the hair, the suits. <laughs> it was a lot. There's a lot to deal with. And you know when he needed, like he's he's a little more reserved when he's outside of the courtroom. But when he comes right. alive in the courtroom, he really comes alive in right. the same way that like a a James McGill comes alive. Yeah, you know he had a lot of good deadpans too. Like I, most mm-hmm. of my favorite moments are when. You know, uh, Johnny is like leading the whole room in like this crazy defense of OJ Simpson, and then Robert Shapiro pipes up, like, mm-hmm. you know, I've been I've been working this settlement offer, this 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 plea deal, and everybody just kind of like turns, like, what the fuck, Paige, are you? Uh, that that's that's some good stuff. Uh, so I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I don't. So my thing is like I think Bob Odenkirk has made a really indelible character, and I'm certainly going to for, never forget him throughout my whole whole life, mm-hmm. but. I mean, and, and Johnny Cochran's not going to be as flash in a pan as obviously he's not going to reprise this role. But well, like, course, if I'm yeah. thinking, like, I think his role is going to stick out in my mind more than, you know, any particular thing that Bob Odenkirk did this year. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. This year. Because this is all about 2016. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm okay with that. Was. Okay. So then I'm actually okay with Michael, the order of everything except we have to eliminate a kid. Or <laughs> um okay. Or well, maybe we don't. Maybe we just have to order them. Okay. Um but you are know, so we when move you're them saying fine, are you saying like in the top are you talking about top five? I think I'm actually talking oh, you know what? I'm I'm talking about top ten except I think Jonathan Banks might need to go under Sterling K. Brown. Oh, see, I was thinking, yeah, maybe Ed Harris needs to go, like, be the number 10 spot. Oh, you think so? I think so. I feel just like he's a more of a supporting role, though. But I, the same is true so, of say, John, K. Brown and, and Jonathan Banks. And Jonathan Banks, yeah. so, like... Uh, man. People are going to go, why the hell didn't Jimmy Simpson get in here? 
Uh, well, we, we can talk that. about that. Yeah. I just think that I feel like it was a weaker role, and um, and that Jimmy Simpson did everything that was asked of him. He just wasn't asked to do as much. Yeah. So. And on, honestly, I didn't. I didn't buy Jimmy Simpson as a badass. Like when, when he, he takes when he, when he takes the turn. heel turn, like mm-hmm. I just that like nope uh uh-uh, uh 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 yeah yeah that's fair. Man, I got to give demerits for that. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but like mm-hmm. that's one thing. Like I just didn't. Every time they showed him like fucking wiping his bloody night, I'm like, and you know he had that kind of like jutted out lower lip kind of. The know, turn front. was too abrupt. I think. For me, yeah, um, I mean, he wasn't. That was part of it. He wasn't given a lot to work with there. Yeah, but I'm I think just that was one of the failings that, of the that character. Yeah, that that when when he takes his, I just I I didn't buy it. Yeah, so he's not on the list. And that's why. Um, oh, this is like I said, this is going to be super. Con- this whole fucking award show is going to be a, some glorious fiasco. I'm sure with people ripping it and and I, also like I, there's a lot already a lot, a lot of people forgot that like the leftovers wasn't on this year and they're like fucking furious that it's not nominated oh for awards. So it's like you got people of all <laughs> the hell levels do you do about that. Yeah, you got people of all levels of engagement with what we're actually doing and awareness of what's going on and like, you know, it's it's going to be but that's what the award shows that's the only value of award shows is they foster interesting discussion. So fuck it. Right. Um that said, I think Ed Harris should be the number ten spot. Jesus, hmm. Um, and also, like, I'm not even got comfortable with Michael McKean being better than Ed Harris, but because they're, I mean, he, Michael McKean just has so much. What's more hilarious to do. is we don't have a single lead. I mean, yes, Anthony Hopkins is a lead actor, and Jeffrey Wright were lead actors, but you get out of yeah. that, and Remy Malik, obviously, but you get out of that, and it's like a bunch of supporting, or uh, Bob Odenkirk, obviously. So I guess only about half of our top actors are are actually leading men. The rest are support right. or ensemble, which yeah. I'm I'm fine with. Um, yeah, I'm too. This is not best lead actor best lead male actor this is just best male actor apparently yeah um, so yeah sure i could be okay with that list i'm not really concerned with much out of the the top five here but okay. like the so, kids what what are we gonna do about these kids i don't know man because like i very because they're all awesome it's not like i definitely think it's 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 a lucas or dustin deal because like mike and will were they don't stand out in my mind, and the, yeah. whoever is the one that had the relationship with Seven, mm-hmm. uh, no, I, not Seven, Eleven. Like, God damn it's it, L. just L, L. Whoever had the, um, I feel like that they were only interesting in large part because they had a lot to do with her, and she was really good. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, the, I, I agree that Lucas and Dustin were the the the, the, the two standouts from that that group. So I don't know how. I mean, this is like a really hard. I don't know how to solve this because I really like Dustin. You really, or I really I, like. I Lucas, will admit really like that Dustin. Dustin was more one note than Lucas. Like Lucas is, you know, Lucas was kind of the guy calling bullshit on the whole thing the, t- the whole time, right? And so, like, yeah, but he Dustin, got, he got his moments where he's playing D and D and he's having a great time with his buddies. He also got moments where he's like. Fuck you guys, yeah. you know. And he had some very serious talk with with Mike or Will. But I think Dustin was the peacemaker. Dustin was Dustin. 
I mean, I don't want so to let me ask you this. performance. How I much mean, of Dustin's great. performance is the fact he's missing his front two teeth? It's part of it's part that. And 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 Dustin is more likable than any of the others, right? He's kind of the guy He's the comic you relief. feel a little sorry for him. Yeah. Um I'm I'm not gonna say he's the chunk in the in the role, but he's oh, kind of no. the chunk in the role. He's a modern chunk, right? Yeah. Like he's the the chunk he's that not the nobody's butt making fun chunk. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for the bullies who are just assholes, right? And bullies, but, right? But yeah, his friends aren't busting his chops about being fat. He's right. just that's one of his things. Uh huh. That's who he is. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I took more of a liking to Dustin because he, he was. Cuter is the wrong word, but like, oh, okay, this is our fucking award show. What if yeah. we, what if we reunite them, <laughs> the and give them Lucas. joint and give them joint recognition? Just really piss people off. I think Break if we're gonna rules. do that, there let's do rules. let's do the Stranger Things kids as a unit. If we're gonna do that, I know I know they are kind of the best of the bunch, but I feel like it doesn't. Are you worry about hurting without... these kids' feelings because I don't no, think they I care. Don't, I don't okay. give a shit. They're never gonna hear this. All right, but like. <laughs> I mean, the Lucas, uh, whichever one, whoever is the one who has a relationship with L, like the Lucas and him combo was mm-hmm. really strong, right? Mm-hmm. Like all the fight they had, the the makeup. Yeah, session, it's almost like, like all the stuff that the other kid did was to serve their roles, right? Like they they he gave them material, he gave them material to play off of. Yeah, like you let Dustin be the peacemaker, let Lucas be the. Out, you know the the maverick or whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't know if we want to put them all. Like especially whoever the kid was missing. No, yeah, Will. That, uh, you can't put him in there. Right. He was right. in like two minutes of the series. But here's the thing. I don't think like if Mike, if the character who plays Mike, which is I think the one with the L relationship, we should figure this out. Yeah, because I definitely all. don't want to put the wrong kid on Rushmore. Right. Uh, Stranger <laughs> Things. End up putting uh, you, or get halfway through it and realize, right. oh shit, <laughs> weren't sure which Roosevelt that we want to put He's up got there. Got the eyes of Mike, <laughs> or we want to put Roosevelt up there, but we end up putting uh, fucking Harrison by mistake because we Finn no Wolfhard. one Googled yeah, it. Yeah, so it's it's Mike. Okay, Mike. Mike Wheeler. Yeah. All right, and then Will is the kid who disappeared. I think Will Byers, Noah Schnapp. Yeah, Will's the kid who disappeared. That's Winona's uh, kid, then. Yep. Okay. I I feel like we just re we take Caleb and G- Gat and put them together and make this a done deal and fuck Mike or Orwell. You did a great job. Not saying you didn't. I'm just saying the other two Man. were. Yeah. I mean, okay. Or the other thing is, I just don't care that much, so I'll put all four of them on. But I just feel like that. I don't know how. I just we don't have. think Will deserves it. He's not in the show enough. Okay, you know, and even if he had one scene where he gave the world's best kid performance, right? The kid, the kid it's best not disappearance enough. by a child, right? We'll have our own category for him later on. How about we? How about we label it like the three important kids from Stranger Things, <laughs> or the three visible <laughs> kids from Stranger Things, the three and of me, yeah. call it that? The non-missing children. Because I think Stranger Mike Things. actually, like thinking about it, he does. He has a lot of range in this. You know, I mean, he starts off, he's one of the guys playing, you know, they're all playing D&D and they're having a blast. Like, all of these characters get to do so much. Plus, we're seeing this kid, like, essentially have his first romance. Right. 
And, which all felt like that's that's a tricky thing to do. Like very few films heroic, get it right. Like you got be, Moonrise Kingdom and this as in the in the in the the, the running. Yeah, that's like yeah. non creepy and kind of like okay, I can see how this is this this would go. Uh, all I'd right, say let's lump the three of them together. Okay, and put them at number three. So that's Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, he's got the best name too, Finn Wolfhard. Sorry, Noah um, Schnapp. Let's just call him Noah. Got snapped. The kids you care about from Stranger Things. I think the non-missing boys. Okay. The non-lost boys from right. from Stranger Things. Yeah, because this we can't is a blatant cheat, and we know it. Five. And I also don't care. Yep. So Caleb, Finn, and Gatton. Okay, now are they better than Remy Malik? I'm comfortable with that. Me too. Um. So are we good with this top five? Uh, Are we good with the top ten? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Okay. And I think the top five is what we really care about anyway. Yep. All right. Are we ready to go to best female actor? Yeah. Let me bold bold the top five, y'all. Okay. Okay. That's your list. You like you like bolding that. What the hell happened I just want to know the actual list. Because on some of these, we go top five on some you of these. You see, having the American, the American uh, OJ got bleached out. His little gray there. How is it? Happen? Yeah, don't don't you think it's so? not on mine? Maybe it's just but, a weird yeah. angle from the LCD monitor. But anyway, right, though. Uh, it's riveting podcasting. Okay, best female actor from Better Call Saul: Rhea Seahorn as uh, that's not Rhea, it's Ray, right? I think it's Ray. Ray yeah. Seahorn as Kim Wexler, Better Call Saul. Sarah Paulson as Marsha Clark from American Crime Story. Grace Gummer as Dominic Dom DePiero from Mr. Robot. Sophie Turner as Santa Stark, Game of Thrones. Natalie Dormer as Marjorie Tyrell, Game of Thrones. Uh, we have gotten a little bit of shit for not putting Cersei, Lena Headey. And I know we talked about that, and I can't remember why we decided to go not just throw her on there just for the hell of it. And do you also want to number this while I'm going down? Sure. I'm not sure why, because you're that has she did some of the best work uh of her career on game of thrones mm-hmm. and i don't know why we put sophie and natalie above her uh i know i i know i really like what natalie dormer did as marjorie because she's essentially playing a character who has a lot of theoretical power but is caught in this crazy political circumstance and she's making the best of both worlds and making us decide, you know, whether she's got a genuine conversion, a false conversion, a double cross, double false conversion or what. And that was kind of hard to do. Um, and Sophie Turner, I thought played really good as a Santa star coming turn. into her own. Yeah, She had a turn this year, which yeah. Thank finally, God. Fucking finally. Right. And, and I think she nailed it. Uh, and she wasn't the worst thing in that new X-Men movie, too. Uh, so, yeah, continuing on. Um, Evan Rachel Wood as Dolores Abernathy from Westworld. Thandy Newton as uh, Maeve from uh, Westworld. Carrie Bish as Bish- Donna. Bichet. Bichet as Donna Clark from Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, Millie Brown as Eleven from Stranger Things. Winona Ryder as Joyce from Stranger Things. Zazie Beetz as Vanessa from uh, Atlanta. That's uh, Donna Glover's uh girlfriend slash baby mama uh isa ray as isa d from insecure maria bamford as herself and lady dynamite laura Lori petty as lolly from orange the new black samara wiley as Pusey from orange the new black and robin wright as claire underwood from house of cards uh okay 
So yeah. we got we got sixteen in this list. It's on the halt and catch fire side. Um, Carrie Boucher. I, I mean, I think she's going to go to the bottom just because I haven't seen that show, or prob- or you haven't seen that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I could have also put Mackenzie Davis on here, but I felt like Carrie Boucher had a really strong year. You actually this said year. something like Kinsey McKay, like she, you didn't seem super impressed with her. Mackenzie Davis. She was just okay. Uh, she's. It, she's she had a better year last year. Okay, because um, I hated her character in season one, which doesn't matter because it's three seasons later. Who cares? Yeah, thing. yeah. And season one is nowhere near the quality of season three. Uh, but I, I just feel like she didn't have – I don't know. She There's a lot of stuff that happens this year to her character, but it doesn't – seem to change her too much okay uh, or or it doesn't it doesn't necessarily affect the performance that she's got to deliver um it's just kind of big things that happen to her uh-huh. uh and that happen kind of you know at her at her behest there but like i don't know i mean carrie bichet just has so much good stuff to do this year she's essentially like trying to make it in a uh male dominated tech world uh as the head of this company or as the f- the face of this company and the figurehead. The way you said it like, makes it seem like the tech company is still not male dominated, but <laughs> well, I I didn't say that has changed. <laughs> I know, I know, it's just funny. Okay. But but you know, I mean she's got a huge uphill battle to climb and she faces a lot of adversity from that and um just how she deals with it and how it affects like her relationship with Someone I also could have put on the list for best male actor, her Steve husband, Wozniak. Uh, Steve, her husband Steve Wozniak. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Scoot McNary, who plays uh, Gordon Clark, her husband in that show, is actually like they do a lot of really good work because I, of each other, but kind of apart from each other. It's really weird. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I think Carrie Bouchet knocked it out of the park this year. Okay, but you know you haven't seen it, so she's probably going to end up out of the top ten. <laughs> well, the only out one, of the running, the only one. I mean, uh, all the people that I've put on here, I think, are great. Um, right, uh, and the seen standouts <laughs> are Samara Wiley, cause, as we say, because she's been one of the best things in Orange and New Black, and she got to play. You know, she got to die, which is always good for a, a, an actor to to work with. Um, Spoiler Marie, alert: Marie Bamford is it. is more broadly comedic, but also. Um, it's really high degree, really high degree of difficulty playing a mentally ill person and making it funny without being, you know, mean about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the ones I would probably try to give a little uh, attention to. But if we're going to go with the role that we both have to see it, also I don't think either one of these are going to be a threat to win or maybe even get into the top five. Okay. So. That leaves us with Robin Wright as Claire Underwood, who had another excellent year, mm-hmm. maybe her best year yet. I don't know. She had some that that she had some plot when she was um, dealing with that abortion bombshell, and I think season two right. or three that yeah. might be her best work on the show. But this uh, was like her dance with Putin, uh-huh. who had whatever the the evil version of Putin on the show is. I can't uh-huh. remember what his name is. I don't either. Uh, that was really interesting. Um, and her kind of battle with Frank. Yeah. I mean, they, they ended last year with a split, right? Yeah. And over the course of this year, they've come back together as much as they're probably going to. Uh-huh. But I, and, then, and then they had that fantasy sequence where they're literally like fight fucking, kind of, which I thought was kind of ferocious that uh, mm-hmm. she she played well. Um, but 
you know, House of Cards is a definitely a show in its twilight. Yeah, and a lot and, of people argue that it never got daybreak. I'm not one of those people. I think the first season was real good. I feel like the the bulk of this performance here is just Robin Wright being like that that intense physical presence. I, I don't know that Claire Underwood as a character had a lot of stretching to do here. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, it Robin felt Wright like, is dynamic and magnetic. It, it also but, felt like her. I, mean, I don't know how else to say it other than the whole plot of her trying to be the vice president is fucking ludicrous it is it is uh now i get it that we got a president's trying to make his son-in-law chief of staff now so maybe it's slightly less ridiculous but like i every single moment that was happening i'm like mm-hmm. oh, this what the fuck what the fuck there's no way right. there's no way there's the difference no way. there being the people are going to vote right on on the vice president right Right. Through at, the at president. At no point, you know? like, that's the thing. Like, most of the mach- the really intense political machinations of House of Cards, I've I've bought. They might mm-hmm. be out there, or or they're out there because you see the under, the, the, the behind the scenes, like, what's mm-hmm. really happening. The What the public is seeing all seemed fine. This just seemed ludicrous from, from every direction. Right. And, but... Like her relationship with her mom and and dealing with that yeah. loss, like that yeah. stuff was like that's, real, real strong. And her relationship with I forget, uh, I forget this guy's name, the author, the Tom, yeah, Thomas Paine was that? No, that's <laughs> Thomas Paine, yeah. no. also an author. It's Tom though, right? It is, yeah. yeah. It's it's Tom something. Tom's Paine, Tom Hiddleston. He he took a couple hundred years off from writing in pamphlets. And uh, anyway, uh, I I thought York. that stuff was Tom real strong. York. Tom York, that's there you go. Name. So, but I don't know. Like I don't whether she should rise above where she's at. Like top ten feels pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Winona Ryder from Stranger Things. She is amazing. Because here's the thing: I want. I'm primed to hate this character because she's playing this kind of crazy, woo mm-hmm. woo character. But just she just happens to be right. And, <laughs> right. That helps. And also, like I guess, like as I was watching her, I'm like, you know, if I was losing my mind. Uh, and seeing a whole bunch of extra dimensional things, like the way she went about, like almost scientifically trying to, like, well, they're communicating through lights, so let's string up the lights all through the house. That uh, was kind of interesting. And also, you know, she's you know she's a mom that's going to fucking fight some extra dimensional demons to get her kid back. Yeah, and I mean that's where I feel like she has a leg up on some of these other characters because some stakes. If if I were you know wanting to be. I don't know. A true critic, I might say, oh, well, the the performance is one note in its sort of over-the-top freneticism, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, sure, if if you want to play someone who's absolutely insane all the time, mm-hmm. you can do it. Or someone who's perceived to be insane because of how crazy they're acting. And the, and the fact that she's not... got history and the fact that, like, so much of her friends and family support structure are kind of like, oh, God. Right. And, right, but she's right. Like that's that's but, but pretty. I'm I'm saying like if you look at her performance in you know everybody's seen one other writer and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm thinking back to like Show Me a Hero last year, where she's an entirely mm-hmm. different character. Right. I mean, Winona Ryder has range, and like you saying uh, she's just, a little bit of mom interrupted here. I don't. That's that's a girl interrupted joke. Yeah, I never saw it. Oh, okay. that's Angelina Jolie, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, Winona Ryder too. 
Oh, is it? Yeah. Angelina oh, Jolie is a supporting okay. actress in that role. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that movie. I was just uh, making a pun joke, so let's... Sorry. Not worth, not worth this. Let's keep going. Joke ruined. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you're... Okay. I, I mean, she doesn't have a lot of range in this show mm-hmm. because she just kind of starts a little crazy once Will goes missing yeah and just escalates it from there it's almost but, like the point of view, your point of view the character changes not so much the character right right as you find out more and you understand mm-hmm. the the situation but i i don't necessarily want to knock her for that because i've seen her in so much other stuff i know that she can deliver amazing performances that are entirely different from this mm-hmm. and this is the first time i've seen her do anything kind of like this it's the well I mean, she was good in Show Me Hero, but very small part last year. Yeah, but it's it's kind. Of, I'm, I'm glad to see her doing really strong, interesting stuff. Like, mm-hmm. cause like other, I mean, she's kind of fallen off in the last decade. And I don't know what's you know whether she's I feel taking. Like she a break was or... in that transition from like leading like L- beautiful, like, yeah. beautiful young sex objects, sex pot. Sure. Yeah, to right, you know the 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 second stage of her career, right. which. You know, it takes a while to figure that out. So. Right, because she even, like, you know, like, the most interesting I can think of before the last two years was, like, Black Swan, where she played a woman having a hard time giving up the torch to a younger, more beautiful, more talented woman. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I'm excited for, I guess, the, sec- the second stage of this this career, and I thought that performance was great. And it surprised me, because I remember when I first saw him, like, oh, my God, it's going to be a lot to take. And it and, could be like in sure. in less adept hands, it could just be this ridiculous farce of a character. All right, so I want to take her and let's let's talk about Millie Brown as eleven because everything you can say about the boys in Stranger Things, you can say times two. Yeah, because she, she is, is not the true lead of the kids. She's not <laughs> playing a regular girl. She's right. playing a laboratory experiment that's been tormented and and kind of turning into a regular girl or trying to yeah. as much as possible. You know, and you, you think about like. The fact that that is a such a fantastic, and I see that in like the Harry Potter Fantastic Beast term, such a fantastic character, but yet it mm. feels utterly real. Yeah, and she's like ninety percent of why that is. So yes, and she's super young, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, me and Cecily were watching her on like the red carpet of uh, the Golden Globes, and she's just uh-huh. like fucking vamping and owning it and it was just like like all plus the the boys too they were stunting like their megawatts uh, uh superstars it's <laughs> super entertaining um <laughs> so yeah i i think both of these guys need to go to the top yeah take them to the top send them up sorry ray seahorn he's got dethroned um yeah, we, okay yeah. it's not gonna last long because now we're talking about evan rachel wood and tandy newton who I think are going to duel out for number one and two this year, unfortunately. Um, who had the t- which role has got the higher degree of difficulty? God, I hate this question. I mean, Evan Rachel Wood had more, much more. Screen I think time. it's Evan Rachel Wood, honestly, because really? I was going to make you argue for Tandy because I, I think she's the one that actually made the most real progress as a character. And like just like there's this one scene where remember when the technicians presenting her with the tablet that was showing her what she was going to say as she was saying it and, and like mm-hmm. how do you play something like that? Someone's con- like convincing you you're a robot in real time. And I said that a lot about the robot performances is like man, people like were really like playing malfunctioning robots and crazy robots and like I don't know what that looks like, but it probably looks like this. 
Like some, and she's also doing it all buck buck naked. <laughs> well, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make it any easier. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So I think back to her character at the very beginning, which is just a madam, right? Like mm-hmm. she's running she's stuck, this, snarky, this sassy, hard bitten. Yeah, hard drinking, hard fucking cowboy desert town madam. Yep. Right. Um. And then she has a lot of of really difficult stuff, a really difficult stuff to do when she is realizing the true nature of herself, right? When she's when these reveries start to kick in, mm-hmm. um, and she she starts to understand what she is. <laughs> All those reveries are kicking in, man. Some good shit. <laughs> yeah. Good shit. Uh, I mean, it, it is a, a trip. Can I take a stab at why I think? Um, you think that she's not as good as Evan Rachel Wood? It's because she had the dumbest because, plot line because by she far. she yeah. twisted into this mastermind and you didn't believe it. Yeah, you didn't well, buy it. No, okay, I I buy that twist. What I don't buy is the reaction of the human beings. What's the, what I'm saying? Scenario. It's like it's not her fault, but sure, but you yeah. just didn't buy a lot of that stuff. And 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 I I don't I don't blame you. I did buy it more. I'd never yeah. had as big a problem with that as you. So like I feel like. Without that bias, and it's not even bias, it's, you know, your opinion, man. Um, I think Tandy Newton was clearly the better, more interesting. But that's also because Evan Rachel Wood was asked to pull back most of the time. Mm-hmm. So, and, and she didn't... It's going to be another Lucas... Like, it's weird because... Dustin problem. We're we're going to do, you know, enormous, massive spoilers right now for Westworld. If you haven't seen it and you want to, I'm about to talk about the end of it. And I'm so, about to show shoot flack up, distress, distress flack. <laughs> All right. If you want to tune out now, one of these two women is going to win. So right. <laughs> bail now if you don't want to hear the spoilers. Here's here's the weird thing about Tandy Newton and Evan Rachel Wood. I feel like Tandy Newton was more of a supporting actress. She had a smaller role, right? Uh, Evan Rachel Wood on screen far more. Here's the thing, though. I feel like Tandy Newton had more to do from a character perspective because she did go through the whole transformation and you saw it happening. Whereas Evan Rachel Wood was locked in a static loop the entire season. Almost like up till the very end where she finally had, you know, what is actually the biggest revelation of all. It's the maze. It's Mm -hmm. it's pure Mm -hmm. consciousness. Like Mm -hmm. you finally like Evan Rachel Wood has the biggest epiphany, but she has it so quickly. Right, like there's not en- enough time to process it so much. Whereas I think or, or the, processing... the same epiphany just occurred over like four episodes. Well, here's the thing: I I felt like Evan Rachel Wood as Dolores. Dolores knew more about it going into this show. Right when she had those flashbacks, she wasn't as put off by them. She wasn't as surprised by them mm-hmm. as Tandy Newton was, and Tandy Newton got to play that. Whereas Evan Rachel Wood kind of just was following the path that she had followed many times before, right? Yeah. And here's the other thing. And so it was a less severe reaction to it because she had been there before. Tandy Newton got to play, like, joy with being with her daughter. She got to play the terror and rage of, uh, you know, Ed Harris as this unstoppable force killing her family. She got to play a lot of really cool badass scenes with Hector. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, where she's, like, fatally... She fatally fucks him, like, twice. Uh... One where they literally set themselves on fire doing it. Yep. I, you know, and and the other thing that's honestly, um, this is a Jimmy Simpson problem. Like, um, for the most of the time, she's paired with a guy who's playing Mooney. 
What about uh, Star-eyed Mars James Dipshit? What's James Marston? Yeah, what about him? Uh, He's kind of the same. I argued for him (laughs) being nominated for, and and we just like, well, you know, do you think he's going to get the top ten? Look at things, and right, and he felt more supporting, and we already uh, had several. So I I do feel like that's I. Poor James Marston. He's always the Cyclops, never the Wolverine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 yeah, but he's also playing a I know, fake that, artificial character right, where right. Tandy got to got to do do real work against real people playing real characters mm-hmm. now two of those characters were dipshit comic relief like you know acting opposite R2D2 and C3PO right. in the but, prequels but no her less, role in that but, still made a lot of sense it, it was right. still a powerful performance from her yeah um it, i don't know i I've, I've after thinking about it i think Tandy Newton certainly was better than Evan Rachel Wood uh, if if not just for the material she was given. Now, next season? Right. That could flip-flop because I think they're like, you know, who knows? Like, they could – who knows what the hell they're going to do next season. But if they keep right. these same characters, like, I feel feel like a lot of this was laying groundwork so these characters can further shine in next season. Mm-hmm. But I it, – it's, it's not a huge – it's not like win by a mile. But – and the other thing is – I think some of that screen time works against Evan Rachel Wood because yes, she's in it a lot, but so so much of it she's just playing this bland, intentionally bland and Pollyanna robot. Whereas we kind of only saw the very most interesting things that Maeve was doing. Right. So if you gave her as much screen time, think about it, if she had fifty percent more screen time, but it was all with Clementine making wry jokes about people's dicks in the bar. Yeah. That would dilute the performance, kind of. Yeah, it's it's almost like. If if Dolores had discovered that she was uh, a robot, if she had gained consciousness, like at the same time that Tandy Newton's character, the Maeve did, yeah. Um, imagine like the performance Evan Evan Rachel Wood would have given when right. when she's doing all the same things, you and they know? both like, got to do that whole. Both- full-blown panic attack and then instantly commanded to stop it which i think is kind of amazing uh-huh. like you go from sobbing and crying and and to just like complete flat effect in 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 no time at all like that's got to be fucking hard for the act that ask an actor to do right yeah i think her character was was didn't have as much action didn't have as much to do and it was diluted by a lot more stuff so yeah. have i won you over to my side yeah I was right. not very strongly on a side to begin with. All right. Well, both these women going straight to the top. Sorry, yeah. Millie and Winona. I don't think this is going to change either. Uh, and I'm going to put Tandy over. At... Pretty good argument for 11. Over Tandy Newton? No, okay. over Evan Rachel Wood, actually. Okay. Oh. Because the, the, the case is also true of 11. Like, 11 has a very similar arc in a lot of ways to Maeve, right? Just kind of almost in... In reverse, like she's becoming, she's going from this artificial thing to becoming a real person, um, or or what we would call you know a normal person and a less damaged mm-hmm. being. Uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, there's a lot of symmetry there. And and I mean the the scenes where she's in the tank and oh, like yeah. this girl has just a ton of stuff to do and and when she's interacting like, with the boys and going and through specifically a, Mike, like yeah. there there's a lot of and trying to protect them and but. And, and keep them away from uh, vulnerability strength i mean it's all there in the same way as the tandy Newton got like to show it 12 13 years old and that right <laughs> and that on top of it i feel like elevates it maybe to number two 
All right. And then I think the top four is probably a lock. All right. I actually like that. I wasn't, I was going to say you're crazy, but I think you're right. Like the degree of difficulty plus the age of the actor is, you got, you got, I mean, that's all, it's all subjective. So, right. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's go back. So, Robin Wright sets 10. Natalie Dorman, Sophie Turner. Was Robin Wright better than either of those two? No. No, I don't think so. Okay. Was Grace Gummer, uh, Meryl Streep's daughter, as Dominic on uh, Mr. Robot better than Man, Sophie Turner and Natalie her Dormer? Her performance is so flat, and I know it's not her fault. It's a character, but yeah. it's so understated. Yeah. She's I have a real hard time giving it any, any props because it's just... So then, no, she goes below. There's no range, right? It's just like Does she dropped below Robin Wright. Yeah, I think she's less interesting. Than Robin Wright. Okay, I mean okay, good. she's I... not less interesting. Her character is less interesting than yeah. Claire Underwood because I've seen. I think Grace Gummer is going to be really fucking good. Uh, I don't know how much of that's yeah. genetics and how much of that's upbringing, but like I think you know she's she's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah Paulson as Marsha Clark is she better than Sophie, Natalie, and Robin? Yeah. Really, I, I really like this Marsha Clark. This Marsha Clark was fucking awesome, and you really felt bad. For, like this woman got put in this situation and tried with the best of intentions, and was slut shamed and fucked over by her ex, and fucked over yeah. by the the powers that be, and by the defense attorneys, and made you know made a made a a, a, a object of mockery for her looks and. And, sexuality and in the public eye maintained her strength throughout it. Like I, yeah, that's the thing. Like she resisted. She held up to all that. Right. And and I think the portrayal of that character. I don't know how accurate it is. I don't know Marsha Clark or anything about that person. But I mean, I, everything about the O.J. Simpson adaptation, I think you could say is accurate-ish. Okay. But but I think a lot of the you know I mean who knows what 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 actually went through the mind of Marsha Clark I wish I'd seen an right. interview like I wonder if she had watched the same thing and then decided it'd be it'd be cool to see someone like Edward Snowden grade someone like like you know uh, Joseph Gordon Lovett like mm-hmm. how well he did like it'd be cool to see Marsha Clark twenty years later Critique like a Marsha Clark performance yeah I would totally listen to that director's commentary. I wonder if we can get Marsh Clark on the podcast. Probably not. <laughs> can we get Edward not. Snowden? <laughs> <laughs> Live from Russia. Right. Uh, so- uh, but the other thing about it is like her private moments with um, Darden. With Darden. Mm-hmm. Uh, those also showed like a more, you know, a less rigid, a less buttoned up side of her. And I thought that was really good. But. She also was like firm with him in a different type of way than she was firm in the courtroom sure, when yeah. she needed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt like there was just a lot of range in that character. And, you know, a- everything I've heard about it is excellent Marsha Marcia Clark from Sarah Paulson. Yeah, she gave good Marsha. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know that anyone could have done it better. Mm-hmm. And especially since I've only seen her really in American Horror Story. Like, I knew she was good, but, like, she's real good. Um, so... I think she's better. Now, does she? Do, I, I think she's. She's. I'm comfortable moving her up. Okay, it's because we don't have that much left to go. I think only five and six need to be swapped, and we're done. Okay, so move her <laughs> above Ray Seahorn. Yeah. All right, but not above Winona Ryder. No, 
I think I think that's good. I think that's a good top ten. I think it's a good top five. Okay, what are we calling this? Top five? I think top five. Yeah, we did top five with the dudes. So yep. the top five with the women. Boom. All right. So there's our uh, sure to be controversial best actor for uh, yep. 2016. Best Baldy. Baldy, not best. Best Baldy actor. All right. See you guys.